Hey everybody, I'm Super Joe Pardo and I am so happy I just got to be on the Teen Whisperer podcast with Super Jeffrey. This has been an awesome experience getting to talk with such a great, inspired young man. Uh, I am looking forward to big things from him and following his journey and you should too. Everybody go and subscribe to The Teen Whisperer. Hey guys, so welcome to the fourth episode, season three of the Teen Whisperer show. And today we have a guest who actually helped me to get more guests onto my show. He's the founder of the Independent Podcaster Conference. It's actually a community of podcasters. So if you look at their cover photo, trust me, it will look like a one big happy family. I actually got really got jealous of that itself. Uh, he also helped uh, a lot of small businesses and with a massive drum roll, I welcome Joe Parto to the show. Mr. Joe, I'm really happy to have a big short podcaster into, into, you know, into my show. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career. Yeah. So, so the independent podcast conference started out, it was in December, 2014. It was in my desire to want to bring people together. I just got back from an event, a podcasting event in Florida, actually, uh, where I, I took a day off from the, from the Disney podcast event to go to a podcasting podcasting event. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it was actually held by Jared Easley and, and, uh, and Lou Mangiello. Uh, if you're familiar with that, they're two pretty big names in the podcasting world. And uh, they held this one day event and I went and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm like, you know, I think I, I, I want to I do this. Like I could bring people together. I, I know how to, you know, put all the tech together. I knew how to bring people together. I love bringing people together. It's what I do. It's what I do. So uh, I started up a Facebook group. I was going to do it just in the Philly area. I was like, oh, I'll just do it in Philly. But then I saw there's the Philadelphia Podcaster Society. Shout out to them. And uh, so I was like, let's go a little bigger. Let's go mid-Atlantic states. And I started, uh, we, we held our first event, our first meetup in New York City a couple, uh, couple weeks later or a couple months later. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, we got, we got people, people, there's interest, like, let's do it. So I, I, uh, I wound up teaming up with a local school, uh, school here, Catholic school here. And uh, they, they lent me their school gymnasium if I, uh, for free, if I taught their middle schoolers how to podcast in a podcasting class. So yeah. I did, we did like eight weeks. I recorded most of it in video form. Um, so I had like 15 kids. I never taught a class before. I made a lot of, a lot of dummy dumb mistakes there. Uh, but yeah, so I, I taught the class. Uh, we held the event in September. We had like 35, 40 people show up. But mm -hmm. the, thing was, the thing was, was, it wasn't just mid-Atlantic people. Mm -hmm. It was people from Florida, people from Georgia, people from Ohio, like oh. all these people like traveled up to the Philadelphia area to, you know, some flew, some drove, mm -hmm. uh, and, and came there. And I was like, Oh wow, this is incredible. Like, I can't wait till next year. Like how we get this again, I want this feeling again. So, but I, so I got a hotel the second year, uh, and people loved the upgrade, you know, to the mm -hmm. hotel, um, and we had, I think it was like 75 people showed up that year. So we doubled, we had people from California, we had people from the UK, people from mm -hmm. South Dakota, Texas, uh, Washington state, like LA, like we had people from literally all over the country, somewhat the world. And, uh, and it was incredible. Like, it, it, you know, so it just, it grew and grew and grew year over year. Uh, next year we had like a hundred people. And then the next year we had about a little over a hundred people. And then at the fifth year we had at the same hotel. And then the fifth mm -hmm. year we went to Atlantic city, which uh, Jeffrey, are you familiar with Atlantic city at all? 
Yeah, I've heard it. In, I've saw in some English movies. Okay, not sure about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so uh, we we held we held in Atlantic City. Uh, it was a great time. It was a big, you know, it was a big experience. It was the fifth anniversary event. So I'm like, hey, let's go big, go home. You know, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, and it was, it, you know, for the most part, it was really great. But people were like, I really want to go back to the other place. I want to go back to the other hotel because it was more intimate. Like when you walk yeah, in, yeah. the the ballroom's right in front of you. Like the like as soon as you walk in the door, ballroom's right there. There's tables and chairs everywhere. The bar's right over to your left, and then behind, like right over there, is the check-in desk. So mm-hmm. when you walk in, everyone's got their badges. Everybody there is pretty much a podcaster. So it's not like walking into a casino where it's like <laughs> most of the people have no idea what you're there for. They don't care uh, anything, you know, anything to that nature. So, uh, so they just, you know, and it was a heck of a lot more expensive. <laughs> like, you know, it yeah. was like three times the amount of money that I spent. Wow. And I ultimately, I, I wound up breaking even on it versus spending three times less money and mm-hmm. making like, like, you know, so it's like you spend like two grand and you make nine. Yeah. Like total, like in revenue, you know, your, your revenue is nine uh, or profits nine, sorry, profits nine. And then versus like you spent 10 and you made 10. Congratulations. <laughs> you like, that, but... you, yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, uh, it, it was, it, it's a lot, t- it's a lot tougher. Uh, you need a lot more people to make that, make that work. And mm-hmm. we just don't, we only still had like a little over a hundred people there. So it's a lot tougher to make that, those metrics work. So, uh, so we're going back to the hotel. Well, we're supposed to go back to the hotel, but now COVID-19 is a thing, right? And so we're looking at it and, and, and I've been kind of putting it out there. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to, I'm going to call the hotel and, and cancel and, uh, and then tell them like cancel for this year. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to host it in our backyard. We're going to live stream, like we're going to let 50 people come. We're going to rent a tent and we're going to rent a porta potty. And I think we're going to host it here at our house for 50 people. Like that's the max. People can't come in the house like because of the code, you know, normally I wouldn't care. Normally, yeah. you know, because we, because every year, but last year we had a house party after the fact. So people came back, we had the fire pit going. There's, you know, you see there's arcade games behind. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a good time. We, we, you know, we like to host people here. So, um, but you know, we're like, okay, well, we'll screw it. Like at least this way we're outside. So, and we can distance ourselves. Cause I honestly, I don't even really feel that safe mm-hmm. being in a recirculated air conditioning room with a bunch of other people. Like, even if it's only like 20 people, like I, you know, my son has a, has a condition. Um, he, he's two, so he, he doesn't have much say in it, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I really don't want him contracting it. Cause we were just at the hospital twice, uh, stayed overnight one of those two times, uh, just in November. So for me, like, nah, I, it, if we're going to do this, like we're taking temperatures, like people are signing waivers. We're taking temperatures yeah. when you get here and we're doing it outside. And if it's raining, we'll have a rain day. Like, you know, you know, so it's like, but, but that's, the nature. to me, yeah, well, I, I want, I want it to be as least as safe as possible. And yeah. not just for myself and for my family, but for other people to feel confident because like, there's been like a lot of people said, Hey, you need to go virtual for this upcoming you know event. And then there's a people that are like, I'm coming. Like you better have it. You better have something. Cause I'm going to be in Jersey. Like we're, we're, we're having my uh, icon. Um, 
and so I, to go along with the COVID stuff, so starting back on uh, like March 29th, we, we held the first ever virtual, uh, first ever Icon mm-hmm. virtual conference for podcasting, which ended up being a two-day event for free in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was incredible. It was, a, it was an amazing time. We raised a bunch of money for the CDC. And then two weeks later, we did it again, and we've done it again, and we've done it again, and we've done it again. And then this weekend coming, I don't know when this is going live, but as of June 13th, we will have hosted uh, six events, six virtual conferences since the end of March. So uh, we're, not, we're not slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I got to say, like, I love, I love, like I said, I love bringing awesome people together, uh, people like yourself, Jeffrey, who aspire for more want to keep digging, want to keep going, you know, that they have that pa- that positive attitude. And, and those are the people like I want to be connected with, right? When people ask like, Oh, Joe, who do you follow? Well, I watch a bunch of tech tubers. I, I you know, <laughs> I don't watch much TV. I like my tech, you know, I, I have, uh, well, the iPhone right here is the, I mean, I'm, I have other tech, I promise. Um, <laughs> There's a, there's a drone right behind, behind me on top of my, my God. Table, you can't see right now. Right. So I love my tech, but I, you know, I'm watching that. I'm not creating that content. Um, I probably should create that content cause I think I could do a better job than a lot of the people that, that are doing it. Uh, and maybe at some point I will, it once uh, get a little further here with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but point being is, is I, uh, you know, I, I care about the people that care about me, that care about the community that want to be involved and in, in that those are the people I follow because yeah. I know that they follow me and we're supporting each other. Then that's, that to me is the, you know, people is the currency. It's the most important currency that you'll get out of podcasting for sure. Cause money, you, you know, most people are lucky if they get money, you, but you gotta have to, you have to put a plan in place. You gotta set the goals. You know, my goal, like, here's an example. When I wanted to do the virtual conference in the group, right? Mm-hmm. Or actually, I didn't even want to do it in the group. I just wanted to host a virtual conference. I could have charged, t- you know, for tickets, like 20 yeah. bucks a ticket or whatever. Could have totally did that. I decided, no, I want to grow the group. So I'm putting it in the group. And guess what? We, we've grown the group in, in September when we changed the name from Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference to Independent Podcast Conference uh, from, from, uh, from September till, uh, to March we had grown to like 700 members from 450 wow. members. So we grew, we were, we were growing organically without me even trying, like just by changing the name, it had grown. Uh, and then on top of that, when we went like now from March to now, we're at over 1500 members. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've grown substantially in, in, in the nine months since, uh, since, since MapCon 5. And like, you have just hit like 1.5K for uh, uh, people, right? Yes. Yeah. So I want to, I want to, you know, keep that party going. I want to keep that movement going. I want to keep bringing in awesome people that get it, that, that want to support each other, people that want to be a part of something bigger and support, like I said, supporting each other. So my commitment, my commitment at MapCon 5 was when I changed the name, before I announced I was changing the name, I said, I want to take this even more seriously because truth be told, MapCon wasn't really my business model. Like, yeah, I made some money at it, but like, yeah. it wasn't my business model. It was just, I just enjoyed doing it. So like, okay, if I make five grand, 10 grand, like, cool. Like, that's awesome. Like, but the relationships and everything that I got because of it was so much more important to me than, than the, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 grand that I would make year, year after year after mm-hmm. year off of it. So, 
you know, you just have to understand what the goal is. So now the goal for me is to continue to grow the group and increase the amount that I can get from sponsors Mm -hmm. and increase the amount of eyeballs that we can bring together by, you know, for September and September of next year, when we can actually have a much larger event and grow it exponentially. So that's, you know, that's, that's, that's me, man. That's, that's, I want to bring people together. I want to have a great time and I want to do it as fairly as I possibly can. I've never, you know, we've never charged like a thousand dollars for the conference or anything like that. Like it's always been like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Uh, and then there was, there was a couple of add-ons you could buy into, but you know, we feed you when you come to our conference. So we include lunch. Like I, I want to, you know, just i want to feed people i want to bring people together it's the that, whole time that's more thing, than a godly so. thing you know that's that's really a big thing to do because people is like i mean like you know even if you're giving food people will get, like give you like you know hundreds of time returns whatever you ask for so that's something that i can clear and you know the major thing that i am actually really confused is that how do you actually do that okay you know bringing people together when you know people like uh, because in my uh, you know i'm i'm from india so uh, in mm-hmm. south i'm from so mostly here the you know uh, film industry is like like you know 100 times like more than any country in the world okay because you know most of the mm-hmm. times people like worship uh, those actual actors actresses like gods so if you form a community of uh, for that like you know fan of uh, like a particular actor or something like that it will like boom mm-hmm. up like anything but when it comes to like, you know, this business stuff or all that, it won't like reach that much because it takes time in order to, you know, get to that place. So how do you actually con- uh, not convince them, but, you know, you should kind of persuade them, right? Like in order to get to your group or, you know, when people sees that it's whether it's your copywriting or, uh, you know, a particular cover photo, having like one big happy family and stuff. So how do you actually do that? Like, is there any uh, sort of like strategy or this just comes in the flow, like emotional attachment, anything is that? Anything other than out of the box, like what you're doing? How do you do that? I mean, it's, oh man. Well, so there's two ways to do it, right? You, you can create the star power and the, the um, you know, creating that emotion in people to want to buy, you know, jump on board with, with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can hit your, your, you know, your ride on another star, right? So doing so, it's like, like I was talking earlier about Disney podcasts, right? Yeah. Those Disney podcasts are only big because they're talking about Disney, right? Disney's yeah. the marketing machine. They're just like, they're hitching their, their star on that and going, mm-hmm. uh, hitching their ride on that star and going. So, so that's one way of doing it. Finding something that you're really passionate about. Like maybe it's, uh, you know, a, a, um, an actor an actress mm-hmm. and you're like oh you know we want to talk you know we're just going to follow that i mean i've seen them for like paul giamatti like yeah i mean i love paul giamatti but but you know it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know are you get like you can start there and people are going to be attracted to your personality and and what you are about and when the more you can show people that stuff the more you can you know consistently show up the more you can constantly show people like that you're going to do the right thing whatever Mm. the right thing is um that's that's powerful stuff right like so one of the things that made uh mapcon i think so popular and so uh so like i don't want to you know family like and and all that was there's a couple of things that played into that right one one is we're in one room 
We're, we don't host a conference that is in multiple rooms where people are just kind of like shuffling from room to room to room to room to room. So when you go and you see like that big, I don't want to start naming names because then it just starts a, 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 it starts a never ending train of, of names. But when you see that big name podcaster, they're not just like, oh, they're there. Oh, they're speaking. And then they're gone. And now you, you never get to see them again because they're, they're shuffling between like a whole bunch of different rooms. Mm-hmm. You're all in one room. So you get to interact with those people during the breaks. You get to interact with them when you sit down and have lunch together. You know, you get to interact with them when you're, you know, uh, doing one of the workshops that we do that bring, get people out of their seat and work together. Um, so it's, it's things like that that really, I think, make a big difference in making people feel like they're a part of a family and a community that they want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part of it is, is uh, you know, they see, I, you know, for, I mean, even since like the second year, I think even maybe the first year, you know, people would tell me, Joe, we're here because of you. These people are all here because of you. And I'm like, no, they're here because they love podcasting. No, it, it's not. It's not because of me. But part of that, you know, now like looking back and like, okay, I I see it now, right? And I, and I'm trying to own it. And it's not trying to be like um, swarmy about it or like oh, everybody loves me because I'm also awesome. Like, it's it's about them seeing me working, right? So like, not only am I not only am I up on the on the stage and I'm hosting the event and I'm introducing the next speaker, I'm vlogging the <laughs> event at the same time. I'm running the camera in the back of the room for the virtual ticket. I'm running the slides. Uh, I, you know, we set up all this, like I set up all the stuff. I have a few people helping, but you know, the speakers, the, the, the mixer, everything, like I'm doing all of that. So they see like, uh, and the registration table in the back, like after a while, like my volunteers, they, they come away from it. And then like, I'm in the, I'm in the front, I'm in the back, I'm in the front, I'm in the back. They see me running around, making sure that the room's being taken care of, make sure there's water and that people are, are being heard. Right. Um, they see that I'm, uh, I go out of my way to make sure that we, we throw stuff out into the crowd so that when they catch it, they can introduce, they get a microphone and they introduce themselves to the whole room. A hundred plus people, they get that platform. Uh, you know, we have the spotlight speaker spots where people get eight minutes on stage in front of the entire room. It's not the spotlight speaker spot that, well, there might be like 20 people that show up for your talk, you know, and then they're going to be shuffled off to the next one. Like we, I provide that platform for people. Hmm. Uh, and it's, and I think it's really important because not everybody's going to get every opportunity that's possible. Now going forward, now that we've changed the name and now that we've had this uh, it's a bad, it's it, look, COVID-19 is terrible for a lot of people and, exactly. and it's, it's really bad. But for me is provided opportunity to be able to put these virtual events together, have a lot of people watching them, like, you know, 40, 60 people concurrently watching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views by the end of the day, eight hours of running these things. Uh, you know, so it gives me an opportunity to give a platform platform to somebody else for 20 minutes and talk you know they have a copy of their afterwards right they own the light the rights to it like they can do whatever they want with it um so it's it's one of those things where it's like i think a combination of all that uh and i think the way that i treat people like people call me super joe pardo it's not what i've called myself but if you if you go to my website you can read on the about page how i got that name yeah. uh, one of my best friends is like a brother to me 
gave me that name back in 2006. To me, it's about raising other people up and enabling them to pull the super out of themselves, right? And that's, that's what it's about. It's not about me being awesome and being able to do all these tech things and like juggle, you know, six things going on at once and, and all that. It's, it's about, you know, treating other people great and getting other people to figure out how they can go about doing the same. Right. And that's, that's what, that's, I think, I think that's what it's about. So that, that's what works for me. Um, but I think you can emulate some of that stuff in, in no matter like in the niche that you want to find and, 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 you know, pinpoint what's important to you. Um, you know, I think that, you know, again, treating people the way you want to be treated, at least until you understand how they want to be treated. Cause everybody wants to be treated differently yeah. you, and you don't know until you know, and, and hopefully it's not too late by the time you figure out. But if you're, if you listen, if you listen closely and pay attention you can figure out what they are looking for so that you know how to better serve them in a way that makes them feel like they're being taken care of even more than, than how other people are. Yeah, it's so, like being there for the people. It's like, that's one of the things because you said you were running from, you know, from back into end. I mean, like, it's really crazy because I was actually the, you know, class representative uh, for my uh, class, UG, and people always say that, uh, wow, you're actually looking really great. And I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, it's really, it, fe- it felt nice when people say that, but still, I always believe that, you know, if people actually stick on to something more than me, people always say that uh, it's because of you, you know, you know, when you personify things, it's actually really, you know, hard to, you know, keep up with that. It's really, you know, it's really hard. So that's one of the things that I, I mean, like, I know you must have struggled a lot because, uh, you know, you, when you even like, your personal life may also get involved in that. And, uh, you know, people will may think that, you know, if he's like this, the judgmental stuff, that's no matter where you go to the world, it always happens. So that's the one thing that, so <laughs> really add to that. So the one thing is that, um, you know, just tell me one tip, like how to put together a team, just one tip. Okay. So you have, you have done many things. I mean, like just tell me one tip okay. in one line. Okay. So in one line, one, one tip, how to put together a team. How to put together a team. Well, uh, you know, one of the best advices, advice, advice that I got, uh, was, uh, what was it? it was from one of my episodes. Uh, I believe he was actually, I think, believe he was from India actually. Um, originally he, he came to America and I think he started out as a cab driver and then worked his way up and became a, a business owner, entrepreneur and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of his name off the top of my head, but he, he said, uh, when when you go and you're like okay i'm going to give an interview to somebody right mm-hmm. sometimes the more important question isn't about experience but it's it's about attitude right so the question that he he asks and the question that i've started asking when i give uh when i do interviews with people for positions uh in any of my teams is once when and what was the last time you made somebody smile what did you do and when was it you know, and, and that, and that question tells a lot about like the person, like, cause if they're having trouble thinking about it, like, mm, you know, do you, you want to work with that person eight hours a day or, 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 you know, however often you're going to be interacting with them. Like you have to find the question that Matt, that's, that's like, that gets you the result that you're looking for. Right. Like, cause like when the whole making somebody smile, isn't necessarily the important part, the important part is, is how they react to it and yeah. what their, an- like what their answer to it is. Um, so it's not some magic bullet question or anything, yeah, but it's it's really, just, 
Yeah. Right? It, it yeah. helps you understand the psyche of like what's going on up there in their mind. And, and if you're going to be able to work with that person, um, because experience, to, you know, exp- look, a lot of people like to make a lot, a big deal about, you got to have these degrees and stuff. And, and I, and I don't know about in India, but here in America, that's, it seems like that's starting to waver a bit because the, people are waking up to the fact that to get a degree is like $150,000, you know, thing 150 about 200,000 or more depending on what you're trying to go for and in a lot of cases when they're coming out like you know depending on who's coming out of what school and what age like they're not getting the skill set that they actually need I mean I was working with a guy uh on my tv show uh for my tv show the top of super Joe Pardo and you know he went to film school he went to the same film school Jim Henson went to, you know, like the Jim Henson, like, you know, the Muppets and, and, yeah. and Sesame Street guy. So, uh, you know, the, the question becomes, okay, how, how much time have you spent behind a camera, like, like filming and like editing and all that stuff? And it's like, well, you know, we spent some time editing and, you know, I didn't really get to spend too, like all my projects pretty much came as side projects because I was working with other kids, like other kids in the, in my classes. And I'm like, so what, what did you got? Well, we filmed, you know, film, um, film history. Like we, you know, we studied film history and I'm like, dude, like I get, I get it. But the thing is, is do you re- like, does anybody at that school realize that YouTube has changed film forever in just the last 10 years? Yeah. Like everything, like, and he just got out of school. Like he just got out like a year, a year like a year before he started working with me, maybe less. Um, so, so, just, so like yeah, just, everything is different, different now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all same. different. Nobody, you know, I, I go back to the, I, I, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the, the big YouTuber names, uh, with the exception of like Mr. Beast, PewDiePie and Casey mm-hmm. Neistat and you know, Casey Neistat's video, uh, that he it was a commercial for Samsung, of course, about how like, nobody knows what the heck we're doing. Every, like there is no real rules anymore. Like it's, everybody's trying to figure it out because everything's changed and how you can get into filming, how you can get, you know, all of it, it's all changed. It's all gone. It's all, it's all changed. And the sooner you realize that the sooner you want to get into it, I was having a conversation with um, one of our, one of our team members and he was talking about his son and his son's like 14 and wants to get into streaming video games and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, I'm not really sure. But he, something that the that he told me that the son said to him, that was, I think, really smart and, and makes me think like maybe he's serious about this is that he's 14 now and he's like, if I want to be able to sustain myself, I have to be, I have to start now so that by the time I'm 2021, 20, 22, I can do this as a career yeah. and, and, and keep it going. And like, clap button. <laughs> that guy's yeah. figured that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, he did his research to know that like, this isn't yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm still live streaming now and everything's cool. And I'm just going to do like two hours and then go to sleep or, you know, go hang out or whatever. And then maybe I'll do another hour. Like you have to, you have to be able to inject your personality and it is going to take a long time. Look, I've been podcasting for six years. Have I made all my money from my podcast? Hell no, I ain't made that much money for my podcast. I made money because of my podcast, because of the connections, because of the projects that I've been able to get uh, to work on, whether it's building websites for, for clients, like back when I had to do that, which I don't really love doing, <laughs> but I do it, uh, you know, to, to uh, the, the conference, to ha- having people, to, 
excuse me, uh, pay to work with me uh, to, on coaching for their business. Like those are the things that I've gotten paid, made money because of. Uh, I even took a, non-pro- a, a, a job at a nonprofit at one point when I had my daughter, after I had our first kid, our daughter. So point B, you know, the whole point is, is that this, this stuff does take a long time. And people say like it takes seven years to be an overnight success, sometimes 10 years. And I, I would say probably closer to 10 years because I feel, I feel like I am still four or five years away from yeah. like everything I do, all the money I make is just from podcasting. Like that's it. Like be, and from and because of podcasting because I because it's not you know um but I wouldn't have gotten that job at that nonprofit if it wasn't for my podcast mm-hmm. so you know it helped get me through a year and a half of time while my wife left her you know to while my wife uh was deal you know dealing with recovering and mm-hmm. summertime and all that and then uh we made a bunch of money and then she quit her job because we had a second kid <laughs> and it was time for her to stay home and watch the kids uh yeah, so yeah, so it's life changes. It's messy, but you get the experience, right? And that is, as long as you're listening, you're paying attention to the wins and the failures mm. to get those lessons because there's so much to dig in there and like evaluate your past and how you got to where you are. Because a lot of a lot of people I talk to on the Dreamers podcast, the last question, uh, I one of the last questions I would ask on the show is, is what was your childhood dream? And a lot of those people would say that it, 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 like 90% of them would say that they're doing what their, what their dream was. Uh, the 10% that didn't were doing something that's related to what their dream was and they didn't realize it. Yeah. But mine was actually, you know, to become a pilot. But at that time when people actually said that, you know, if you're wearing glasses, you can't become a pilot. It was like a rule, mm. you know, somewhere around that. And I decided hated it because my brother is wearing it. My me, I'm wearing it. And one of my relative sisters wearing it. So it just sort of happens. And, you know, talking about experience. Yeah. I mean, like Tim Ferriss once said that guy got uh, shot in a rocket just the other day, the SpaceX launch, the goo was wearing yeah. glasses like the whole time with the launch. I, I blew my mind. I'm like, how is he wearing glasses? Like, that seems crazy. But I, I mean, your eyeballs don't like yeah. suck into your head or anything. So <laughs> I'm like, I guess you could wear it. But like, what if something, I guess if something goes wrong, it's going to go really wrong. And those glasses ain't going to make a difference anyway. Or maybe yeah. they're shatterproof. I don't know. Probably shatterproof, I would think. I mean, people playing cricketers also, you know, wearing uh, uh, glasses. I thought, I, even I tried that too. I mean, like for my life, I tried everything. Like to be a pilot, a cricketer, a footballer everything and finally after like you know 15 years of exploration i got out of this because due to my body conditions and everything and stuff this is actually me so i don't regret any of that because you know doing all those stuff actually made me connections and uh, you know kind of helped me to get those sort of things into my podcast as well because the reason why i'm one of the reasons why i'm going to talk like i'm talking around i mean like not a big sort of talking or lot of stuff but still it's because of that i'm kind of really chatty guy i like i talk a lot 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 my mom also used to say when you get married and the girl is will be like the, even the girl is supposed to talk like more than the boys okay, that's that's like, like the major rule when it comes to like in marriage but obviously it's going to be the opposite my mom mom always used to say i'm like okay fine maybe the girl is lucky yeah i say you know <laughs> it's just that <laughs> self sort of thing and um, Okay, so coming out to the end of the, the end of this podcast, so this is something that I always ask this, uh, I always ask my guest, uh, what is the best tip in the whole world that you can give to a fellow podcaster in order to grow? All right, here, here you go. Uh, one thing I wish I, if I could get these hours back, I, I feel like I would be so much further along in my journey than, than I am. Uh, 
and it took me two years over a little over two years to figure this out because it took my, me having our daughter, uh, to figure, to figure this out. All the editing in the world is not going to change a damn thing. It's not, it's not, it's not going to make your guests share the episode anymore. It's not going to make, you know, the, now if the show sounds like crap, like, and you need to fix up the audio or, or whatever, like do that. Right. Um, but the amount of time and energy that I put into editing my show, you know, if my episodes were an hour long. It took me two hours to edit it and I'm scrubbing through it two times, sometimes up to three times X to find those things. All those ums, all those ahs, all those like one or two second pauses aren't, you know, if you're, if your episode is 60 minutes long and you go through and you clean out and you, you scrub it all up and you, you wipe out like two minutes of audio. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you took you two hours probably to save two minutes, two minutes. And nobody's going to remember those two minutes later. And they already get, they've already committed an hour to your content. So two yeah. minutes is nothing. Now, if you have a really long pause, like, oh, the door rang or something like that, write down the time stamp mm-hmm. of where you're at in the episode and then edit it backwards with all your timestamps. So like, if you don't want cursing in your show, just write that timestamp down, right? And then edit it backwards so that you're not, you know, collapsing and things are out of order at that point. You will save yourself so much time. And the reason, you know, a lot of people, to go along with this, a lot of people ask like, how do I get, how do I, how do I get money, right? How do I make money at this? Like, how do other people make money at this? That's not the question to ask when you're first getting started. The question to ask, and, and this goes out, shout out to Dave Jackson here. The Dave Jackson, I should say. How do you get good? That's number one. Put the reps in. Con- just constantly be interviewing. That's what I did in the beginning. I was interviewing everybody. I could go back during the first, th- and I just did this with Andy, uh, Andy, uh, Andy Wong the other like, couple of days ago on the IndiePod podcast, like, a couple weeks ago. We went back through our first 10 episodes and almost all of them are friends of ours. <laughs> like that's how you get started, right? You, yeah. you interview people that are friends. If you're going to do interviews, you don't have to do interview episodes. Um, you know, that's how you, that's how you do it. You, you, you put the reps in. How do you get more reps in? You don't waste two hours editing the, the, the interview mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, most people aren't going to go back to your first couple of episodes. And when you go back to your first couple of episodes, you'll be like, Wow, this sounded terrible. I don't think I know what I was talking about. And my guest, well, they didn't know how to talk on the microphone either. And the fact of the matter is, is that's their problem, not your problem. It, you know, when you think about TV shows, when you think about movies, and you're like, oh, look at all the cool stuff that they got going on. You just like the turn on the radio. Dude, there's a producer, there's other people there that are helping make that stuff sound great. Like, yeah. and just look at the credits of any TV show or any any you know, any production. And it's not just, Oh, Joe Pardo, Joe Pardo, Joe Pardo, Joe Pardo, Joe Pardo. It's like, no, it's like 20 different names and they all played their own role in making that happen. So don't try to hold yourself up to that standard. The other thing is, is get, do the best you can with what you have, right? If you have a microphone, that's, you know, you're, if you're just using like the Apple earbuds, right? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Just make sure if you're going to use that mic, probably clip it to your shirt, your shirt. So it's not rustling up against your shirt. Like, like, like that. I don't know if that came through or not, but 
that's that you know that is that's the thing if you get your audio to about 70 to 80 percent of the way there to sounding good uh and clear then people are going to come along as long as the content is good as long as you sound confident in what you're speaking about as long as you sound confident in the questions you're asking and and also the last thing i'll say because this you asked for one tip but i can't it's not it's okay <laughs> not possible it's gonna be explanation <laughs> for that tips if you're going to interview people, that's awesome. More claps to you. But remember this. If you're bringing their audience to your show, which in a lot of cases won't necessarily happen because it just doesn't necessarily work that way as, a, as I, well, I thought it did. Like I was all like, hey, like, you know, this episode, you know, I'm going to have Jeffrey on this episode and he's going to bring 20 people to come listen to the show. Maybe two of them stick around and then maybe two of them stick around and then maybe two of them stick around before, you know, you start to build this, this pot of people that you're like, Hey, I, I, yeah, I got something cooking here. Right. Uh, not people, but it, you know what, you know what I mean? I, I got this like, corral of people and, and we're, you know, yeah. So anyway, what, uh, what you want to do is, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, all right. So, so, oh, your guest. So I have, I have you. Super Jeffrey is going to be on my show this week, right? How awesome is that? You bring in 20 people that, that, that listen to the show. I get some, you know, so there's some comments or whatever about it. Uh, but next week, you're not on my show. I am. If I'm not putting myself into each episode and my personality and how and and bringing in the right the right kind of people that make pe- like to kind of you know if you build it around a niche that's awesome like you absolutely should but here's the thing you don't have to because if you're just putting in your reps to get started now mm-hmm. don't worry about the niche just get your chops get you yeah. know get the reps in so you can get good at doing the interviews and and doing the questions and and or or providing the lessons and it'll all grow from there. Your guests will get better. You'll get better guests over time that have talked on a microphone before that aren't like, I don't know how all this works. And I'm, you know, like you're still going to get some people like that. Cause like if I, you know, if I could get Dick Van Dyke on the show, like, and he doesn't know how to use Skype or doesn't know how to use zoom or whatever, I'm going to find a way to do it. I will fly to his house and do the interview at his house if I have to. Yeah. Um, but you know, and he's like 90 some years old. So point being is 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 you have to allow yourself to come through the episodes that because that's the reason people watch ellen i don't know if ellen you guys you guys have yeah, ellen of in course, the media, of course right? i've seen it yeah. yeah i mean like yeah uh, so <laughs> but but people come for ellen right they come because yeah. the guest isn't there next week the celebrity isn't there next week hmm. the 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 heartwarming story about the kid that saved the puppy in the tree ain't there next week like you are you're gonna be there every single week and that's a really important lesson I had to learn about 75 episodes in was that it was my show wasn't really about my guests mm. as much as it was about me presenting my guest yeah. and putting myself into in there in, in, in my personality in there. So people want to be a part of it. Exactly. I mean, like I can understand because in the first time or how actually I brought in guests is that I just put on Instagram hashtag entrepreneur. Hashtag freelancer. And I just DM'd every single person who ever had that post. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, like it's, like, it's really crazy because, you know, if I DM'd like, you know, 20 to 30 people, like two or three might show up. And that two or three people was really good because they had, even though they didn't have like uh, the ability to talk like stuff, but they still had the technical ability. 
like you know the uh, the background and all they mm-hmm. clearly had that so that's one of the reasons why it was really great work for me and i'm really happy that you also one of the persons that kind of or i'm sorry i followed your method i'm actually kind of uh, <laughs> reversing that okay so that's really great uh, so let's end up the podcast here so so guys in this uh, podcast so there are two things that you should take into account so first is how to build a community like um, mr joe did because he is like he actually you know talked in united nations and he hosted a house party of podcasters not the relatives podcasters okay because friends and families i mean like he is like a dominic Tur- fast and furious dominic toretto okay so because he has a god like family so make sure you uh, take on take on that and the second is that um what's the best tip for the podcasters and uh, sorry that for second is how to put up a team and third is uh How, what's the best tip for the podcast so these are three takeaways that in this podcast so make sure you you know i will definitely leave the time stamps and you know the transcripts also be available and his contacts also will be available and his you know, group where i am also a part i will also be available so make sure that you guys can go and check that out so thank you so much for listening to this podcast and uh, thank you mr joe for coming on to here and i'll see you guys in the next podcast